0: Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me here again on this lovely Friday morning. My name is Lisa McDonald, host of Living Fearlessly with the Contact Talk Radio Network. Listenership spans to 145 countries, 220 TV radio terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. I want to give a... a, plug and a thank you, uh, extreme gratitude to my sponsor, Halt and Honda, for believing in the program. I want to thank my friends and family over at the C-Suite Radio Network for welcoming me aboard. All podcasts following the live show are uploaded in the back office as well on my host page with the C-Suite Radio Network. And of course... Uh, the contact talk radio network who introduced me and brought me on board with all of this to begin with. So once again, I am joined by yet another phenomenal guest this guest in particular I'm super stoked to introduce to all of you my listeners loyal listeners and podcast subscribers. Uh, my guest today is an actual tangible mentor and has had major pivotal influence in my journey. We'll get into that. Uh, but first, I'm just going to plug a little bit about who my guest is today before I turn it over to unscripted dialogue, as I always do. So my guest today is Dr. Karen Lubin. Who is Karen? Well, Karen catalyzes support and inspires people to live their passion with meaning in all areas of life. Drawing from her own experience on high-performing teams, Karen has refined the concept of the enlightened team and developed a formula for consistently creating invincible, synergistic, and empowered teams. She enjoys sharing this work with awake entrepreneurs, leaders, HR, and companies around the world. Using this winning formula, teams are strengthened, creativity explodes, and team members are more heart-centered and connected. Karen works closely with Janet Bray-Atwood, co-author of the best-selling book, The Passion Test. She is global director of the Passion Test programs and master trainer of the Passion Test certification trainings and the Passion Test for kids and teens adult certification trainings. She also runs a business with her husband, called Quantum Leap Coaching and Consulting. Karen received her doctorate studying Servant Leadership, Characteristics of Visionary Leaders. Her own passion these days is sharing how to transform a great team into a wow team. Wow, Karen. Thank you very much for (laughs) joining me today and the listeners. How are you, my friend? I am
1: fantastic. Really excited to be here.
0: Well, I'm super excited to have you here, and it was uh, such a pleasure when we cemented the date uh, quite a while ago, knowing that this was the day we were, in fact, going to go live, and I just want to thank you publicly as well for having invited me onto uh, your Zoom talk last week. It was really lovely interfacing with a lot of the people who are very much immersed in the personal development world, people who are taking their careers and their lives uh, vertical and to the next level, and it was just such an honor and such privilege i really enjoyed the experience so thank you once again karen
1: oh you're welcome and we hope to have you back again in our um, fabulous lab our zoom lab that we do for our passion test facilitators
0: so yes count me in can't all right <laughs> i love it thank you so thank Karen, you. what we always do is you know although this is again unscripted i i really appreciate the authentic organic conversation that ensues as a result of it being unscripted because you never quite know what's going to come of the discussion and all the end that's the wonderful things that get get unearthed organically and naturally so but what I would like to start uh, and allow the listeners an opportunity to understand is maybe you can enlighten us as to the inception of your journey. How did this all come to be? How did you know this was the path you were intended to be on?
1: Well, that is a great question. Really, um, it wasn't intentional at first. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> it really started as my, my love and passion for uh, working with children, kids. And so I was a teacher, and I, what I kept noticing is that I I wanted to fill in the gaps. So then I became a master teacher, and then I became a vice principal, and then I became a, a principal. And through that process, I also got my doctorate. And what really struck me was this concept that I'd never heard of before, which was servant leadership. And so, because to me that's almost like um I don't know, a Zen Cohen, you know, it's an oxymoron yeah. type of thing where you're wondering, wow, you're in service, and yet you're also a leader. And it was a- actually established in the 1970s by Robert Greenleaf, who is from AT&T, and he was the one who coined it because it was traditionally, you know, if you think of Mother Teresa, you know, um, Gandhi, Martin Luther King, you would probably call them more in the... Um, spiritual realm kind of the servant leaders and what robert greenleaf did was he took it into the business realm and that was very exciting to me to see that the the perspective and the thinking was one of how can we in the business world be really in service to Ourself to our community and to each other in our, in our organization so that we make a really phenomenal impact. And the, the, the shift in servant leadership is that you're really not looking at your role as much as where you can um, naturally be drawn into wanting to make a difference. Yes. And so that, yeah. So that to me is was kind of the the crux of oh, and that's when I realized that's what I want to be.
0: <laughs> that's what I want to be <laughs> when I grow
1: up. That's exactly right. <laughs> and so that kind of began my journey of really deepening uh, my own uh, values and qualities of what did that look like for me as if I was to be a servant leader, what would that look like? Mm-hmm. And then recognizing that I, I see every person as really a leader. Yes. And that even in a group or a team, even though you might have the, um, the scripted role as the, the leader of that group, everybody is truly leader full. Mm-hmm. So when I, was um, I moved out of education? I really burned out as a as a principal at a certain point. And when I I left, and then I moved into really finding myself again through a year. I took off a year and just filled myself up because I was so depleted, Lisa. Mm-hmm. It was scary. Mm-hmm. Once I did that, I recognized that. Um, you know, passion really was the foundation for a lot of things. And when Randy, my husband, and I started our our business of coaching and consulting, we realized we wanted something that would help people to get clear right away. So mm-hmm. that's when we ended up um, meeting Janet Bray Atwood and taking the passion test. And the next thing I knew, I was signed up to yeah. the passion <laughs> test facilitator. And then a month later... They were looking for a director. And so, you know, all these things kind of show up. And thank goodness I had my passions because I said yes to actually applying. Because once Mm -hmm. I knew what was important to me, then I could say, okay, let me check this out. And so then I became the director, and I'm now the international director of the Passion Test Programs from all over the world. And what what it helped me do when I was with Janet and Chris Atwood is that in the very beginning, we always have these support teams and so I was always taking groups of people and working with them for four four to five days, and we would um, create, like, a just unstoppable, fun, you mm-hmm. know, just loving team. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, a year, maybe a year into my time with Janet, uh, she came up to me and she just said, Wow, what are you doing? Like, why do all these people keep wanting to come back to volunteer? Like, what's up with this? <laughs> this is different. And I, I was, I, I had no idea. I really had no idea what I was doing. And so she said, you know, you're really masterful at creating teams. And I thought, huh, I, I had no, really? I could not tell her what I was doing, which that thing allowed me to get just really curious. Mm -hmm. what was happening, and then from there, Lisa, I was able to understand that there are these five elements that I kept consistently using to kind of hold the space for a group or a team. And, you know, this is something that I realized it's pretty much a consistent deal that if you always use these five elements – Mm-hmm. You can have a really beautiful, loving, creative, just amazing, um, you know, you'd feel so filled up, like you don't feel drained, you feel filled up. Yes. Like, okay, there is something to this. So that's kind of the path of where I've been Love it. with writing well. a book.
0: Well, what I can say to all of this for the listeners, because I did mention it uh, in at the top of the hour here with the intro, you being one of my tangible mentors. So what I will offer in the way of a little bit more detailed uh, backstory attached to that is I met Karen. I had the pleasure and the honor of initially meeting Karen as a result of me having been... Uh, I, I did a submission after I read the passion test now that book everybody who's been following me knows that that book completely transformed my life and okay. got me exceptionally clear turned me into an author. All these yummy things had arisen as a result of uh, all the principles, the guiding and governing principles within the book. And so as a result of doing some extensive interviewing uh, with Maureen, uh, one of the veteran uh, licensed passion test facilitators, she said, well, you know, I love your story. I think you're a good fit. So if you want to come on down, we'd love to uh, do the license and certification process with you in San Ensemble, California. And so, of course, Not only was I trained directly by Janet, but I got to meet you, Karen, and, you know, I really gravitated towards your energy because, I mean, the energy in itself in the room was electric, and it was off the charts, and everybody brought something equally unique to that dynamic. Everybody played a a really pivotal role in that entire life-transforming experience for me, but you and I, we sat side by side, Mm -hmm. and we talked quite a bit about Mm -hmm. different things, and, um, and there was just such a real... Even keel, down to earth, salt of the earth uh, aura about you. Um, <laughs> there really was. You were very grounding, and you were just, I mean, because sometimes when I talk, as you know from having done, participated as a, teacher, <laughs> I mean, I was all, <laughs> I, you know, I get jazzed <sighs> up. I sound like I've been on Red Bull all night. <laughs> right. And, you know, because I find it hard to contain, and yet hey. you are, but you are equally impassioned but you admit it in a different way but it's still authentic it's still genuine and i just i really love the space that we held together and you are one of my favorite people within that room truly
1: oh that's so sweet thank you well it's you know
0: c- connection
1: is actually extremely important to me So yes. it's no wonder that one of the elements to an enlightened team is creating ongoing connection mm-hmm. habits because connection is so, you know, vital to people. They want to be seen and heard and, yes. right? So it's a super important thing and thank you for that, Lisa. It's very sweet.
0: Well, it's very true. You know, I always give props where, where props are meant and I always give credit where credit's due. And, you know, you are a natural born leader and you're very, very intentional and masterful and purposeful with what you do, which is why I think people flock to you mm-hmm. and which is why I think you have the longevity with people that you do. You do sustain those ongoing connections. Uh, it's not lip service with you. You are very invested. You are very committed. You embody all the inherent characteristics that I think make up a true emotional Intelligent, authentic leader, and so for the gift that you've imparted to enriching and enhancing my life in the trajectory of my journey, I want to mm-hmm. say thank you so much to you, Karen. Really,
1: oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. Okay,
0: no this, crying. Um, yeah, really. I know. I'm like, oh, don't, <laughs> don't do that to me now. <laughs> don't do that. Every minute of airtime is right. crucial here. We're going to I showcase know. you and, and, uh, and talk about your yummy journey. So, okay. um, so let's talk a little bit about. Um, you know, because the passion test has really exploded. You know, it, it, it truly has exploded. I know it's very big in the Asian market. Uh, I know that it's got this universal presence. Uh, there's a reason why it's a New York Times bestselling author. It, there's a reason why things sell out as quickly and as consistently as they do. So why don't we talk a little bit about the passion test? Uh, I mean, my own story is a testimonial to that, but for people who haven't seen that journey be birthed, why don't you walk us through some of the transformations you've seen with some of the people that you've directly mentored. Sure. Um,
1: wow. There's so
0: many that I could I, talk sir, about. Holy cow. I, well, I think what I
1: I want to just, just recently, Janet was just in Estonia and they have never done really a lot around personal development. So they're now just coming into transformational and personal development. And, you know, they, they, they kind of went out on a limb and they said, you know, we're going to do an event just for women. Mm -hmm. And that was very unusual as well. Well, so they thought they would get maybe 200 people. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they got 800 women to see Janet and hear her talk about the passion test to understand. You know, that to me in itself says a lot about how, women and men around the world are just wanting to engage with themselves so much more deeply. And um, I know uh, I just met a woman from Estonia and uh, she literally called me up because she was so um, juiced up and realizing that she wanted to learn more about who she was and was really ready to just step it up. And so she signed up for Janet's um, big uh, master trainer self love program, which mm-hmm. is like um, actually a new program of Janet's. But the thing about it was that she was she went from doing a small little program, you know, for uh, I think it was a day with Janet, to now signing up for a year long program. And to me, that just says so much about when someone is they're not happy with their life, right? I mean, I can tell you about a woman, you know, another facilitator who was um, ready to get a divorce. Mm -hmm. And she got clear about her five passions, which is really the five things that are most important to you in in that moment. And you then use it as a decision-making tool. And so she... Um, looked at her passions, and she saw that her relationship with her husband was actually in her top five. She was shocked. She wow. thought it was over. She thought it was done. Mm-hmm. And so, by by seeing that and recognizing that, she then took a lot more time to start saying yes to things that she could do with her partner, and basically saved her marriage. I mean, she I met I saw her two years later, and she said, "Wow." You know, she couldn't believe where she had been Mm -hmm. and how how how, uh, close she was to being divorced. And yet, by having gotten her list and uh, clear, she then saved her marriage and has been married since. And I don't think it's an unhappy marriage. I think she's actually very delighted with the shift that has occurred. And a lot of it had to do with herself, Mm -hmm. right? So, you know, I've seen people who have gotten clarity about what they want to do in the world and with their business and have made, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars immediately. Yes. Because they they get that clarity and they you're one of them, you know. I mean, it, you look at the way people get out of old relationships, they get into new ones, they find people to support them. Um, I mean, even... There, there's so many examples and I'm, I don't know if I can, I could just keep going, but does that help? <laughs> Absolutely.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Absolutely. I think you, uh, you illustrated that quite nicely. And I mean, it's true. There is story after story after story of life transformation. That's exactly what the passion test has done. Again, I'm a perfect living, breathing example of that. And anything that I get behind a hundred and 50% because I don't get behind anything unless I'm all in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, everybody knows I plug that everywhere. I plug the experience. I plug the book. I plug all of you. You know, I interviewed Chris Atwood on radio. I've interviewed Marcy uh, Shymoff, uh, who I was also mentored by in California right. Mastermind. Uh, and here we are full circle with you as well. And uh, Janet have and I have attempted to also do radio, but uh, her schedule is just <laughs> quite crazy (laughs) i thought mine was bad hers is pretty brutal um yes yeah but that's good because i mean that you know she's doing good stuff for the collective and and it really is about getting as many people as possible off the fence in their own life and really embracing a life of abundance so the fact that she couldn't you know meet with me and one day that will probably happen she's she's working her magic with so many other people so you know it's it's a win-win it
1: is Um, it really really is Yes, and I'll, I'll talk to her about that.
0: Yes, too.
1: <laughs> I'm happy to. And you know, that's the other thing is the successes that I have seen from people also, you know, there's so many authors, successful writers now that have, that have gone through the passion test and are now, you know, created lots of books and are very successful. And I've seen incredibly successful coaching. And coaches come out of this and I've seen, I mean, it's really amazing when you look at some of the HR people, you look at even doctors who have gone through the program who have recognized that they can use this passion test system to help Mm -hmm. their, their patients or their clients to actually get clear about their health, uh, Mm -hmm. financial planners. So I've seen it, you know, every time the light bulb goes on within individuals and You know, Lisa, I think the most powerful piece that I see is that people connect to themselves and see that they can be authentically themselves and that we are waiting for them to be authentically themselves with all their skills, all their talents and their passions. You know, when your skills and talents support your passions, (laughs) you are in such incredible alignment. You're like unstoppable.
0: True. Very true. Well, you said something that I think is worth, uh, backtracking on. So as far as all the e- examples of, of what you've, um, what you've witnessed as a result mm-hmm. of even people who are already deemed to be seemingly successful within their vocation talking about doctors and stuff, I think it would be very interesting for the listeners because I was very blown away by this too, which of course was in the passion test and, and Janet spoke about it, uh, to the group of us. But, um, just, the Jack, Jack Canfield even, right? right. Like, I mean, this guy's on fire. I mean, this, right. is, I, mean, I mean, you know, he's already for mo- what most people would glean as at the top echelon of as far as what one can go. I mean, he's banged out so much. He's, you know, created this empire for himself. But I thought it was very interesting that when he did the passion test with Janet, he realized that there was some things that perhaps were uh, a bit oblivious to him and he took it even to the next level so I don't know if you want to kind of touch upon that just so that we can really hone in to the listening audience how impactful this is
1: right and Jack Canfield for those of you um, that might have heard of the chicken soup for the soul series he's one of he's the co-author of that series and so um, he has made, uh, millions and billions and he's also considered one of the, uh, top success coaches in the world. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that was really unique about Jack is that he's open, right? He always wants to learn. And so when Janet actually asked him before she even had the passion test book, she had it as an ebook and she wanted to get some testimonials. So she asked Jack if, if he would actually take the passion test and he was like, absolutely, even though there, he's going in a taxi, (laughs) he was like, I'm going on a taxi, Janet. And, uh, Janet just said, well then can I, I'll just come with you. And she (laughs) gave him the passion (laughs) test and the taxi cab (laughs) as they're going to the airport. Right. So, you know, she's pretty unstoppable herself. And what ended up happening is that, you know, Jack Canfield was already clear. He knew what his, um, His passions were, what was really surprising, though, to him was his, I think it was his sixth passion, where he actually, you know, went to the next level, and he saw that he had nowhere in his life this um, spiritual leaders network, and he then immediately, because he realized, wow, that's so important to me, and it's nowhere, Mm -hmm. so he took immediate action, and six months later... With uh, co-founding it with uh, Janet and Chris Atwood, uh, they created the Transformational Leadership Council. And now, you know, that group meets twice a year. There's about a 100 transformational leaders and speakers from all over the world, and uh, they meet twice a year everywhere, you know, wherever they can in some beautiful spot to mm-hmm. keep growing and learning. The other thing that Jack Hanfield also saw was that his family was – High on his list, and he then chose to spend more time with his family. Mm -hmm. And I think you know, just getting that reminder of, okay, what is important now? You know, our our priorities change. We are humans. We are always evolving (laughs) and changing. Mm -hmm. And so, therefore, the passion test process really helps you to um, update yourself. So every Absolutely. three to six months, I take it myself, and it's super helpful because I change and we all change. And so Jack Hanfield, then, you know, what's so great is that, you know, you can say that anybody can use this process, whether you're extremely successful, like Jack mm-hmm. Hanfield, or anywhere on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. You know, clarity is useful at any place in time.
0: Yes. Well, I think it's it's necessary. I mean, I, I don't think anyone can accomplish what they accomplish without clarity first and foremost. And I mean, because you have to get clear on what your actual passions are. You right. can't you can't understand or execute those passions unless you get exceptionally clear within the whole realm of what does it mean. To gain clarity or regain clarity. So, uh, what I, the clarity that I got out of that book, oh my goodness. And what I love about it, what I love about the whole program and every other, you know, extension within the passion test and everything that you do to facilitate in the background with various demographics and populations of people, uh, age group, gender, whatever, is, you know, it is something that you want to revisit time and time again, because when you do get exceptionally clear, the things, and I say this, I've said this repeatedly, consistently, is the things that I had initially identified as my so-called goals or what I was hoping to manifest or aspire, and again, through taking massive action, you can't just wish for things and expect them to fall in your lap. You actually have to be committed to the process. Right. Um So those things that got accomplished, it was like, okay, so I've already done that. Now what? You know, and, and so then it takes you back into the process of getting clear. Is it that you want to continually hone what you're already doing? Or are there, is there room for new things that you perhaps have put on the back burner thinking that they weren't as much of a priority or at all a priority? So I love it because it makes you dig deep. It makes you go, you know, you have to be introspective. You have to see yourself as the investment that you are because you exercise, and I think it's self-care. I think it's self-love. I mean, I, I don't exactly. think there's any other bigger version of it. So, right. you know, the more time you invest in your own development in getting clear and honoring yourself, the more you can be of genuine service to other people.
1: Well, that is beautifully said, Lisa, and I absolutely agree. And it's actually, you know, one of the pieces also to an enlightened team, which is mm-hmm. self-care. And that whole consciousness piece, because if you're willing to be aware, I mean, this is to me, my passion is creating these types of teams. So what you just said is kind of pivotal, because I believe um, if, if you don't have that desire or that curiosity to be aware, uh, reflective, mm-hmm. which then also turns into because your body is giving you information all the time. I do be, I do believe that's called self-care on a very deep level. So thank you for saying that.
0: Well, I inherently believe that to the core. You know, a lot of people will look at what you're doing externally and, and there will be judgment. Like, you know, you work all the time. You're a workaholic. You know, you're not exercising self-care. And I look at people and I go, are you kidding me? I'm probably exercising more self care than the average person. It's not about my nails looking great. It's not about how often I get my haircuts. It's not about how often I go out for dinner or have a bath. I'm, I'm in the zone and I'm in the flow doing what I do, which means I'm able to connect with people on a deeper level to help them with the trajectory of their lives, which is why my caseload for clients has gone up in terms of mentoring, coaching. This is why I've now been sought out for a second network, which is what my, my whole purpose is because my purpose is is to impart my message of living fearlessly with the collective, the masses. So I'm, I I get to do what I love and love what I do every single day. That's, I mean, you can't get more self-care than that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really true. And I think you're just emphasizing that it is such a high priority to you. Yes. That you live it and breathe it. And, you know, maybe, Lisa, at some point, it might go down to number two or three, and then something else comes up to the number one. And right now, to me, it sounds like either your family or your – because I know you have two beautiful kids. So either they're right up there or you have, you know, this work is really just driving you. And that is so wonderful. You know, some people don't even know what drives them. Some people – really don't know that they even have what we would call a passion so you know sometimes we have to use languaging like you know what uh, what do you like what do you enjoy what have you done in the past that you really liked (laughs) what are you doing now that might be you know somewhat enjoyable so that you can then move that into the future and see like oh yeah or you know Lisa there's always that little strategy that we use in the passion test which is If you can't think of anything you like, then think of what you don't ever want to see happen again. Yes. And then you flip it to the opposite. And then you, so like, if I don't ever want to be in an isolated, you know, works environment, what I want to then write down and say that I want is I want to be in a connected, vibrant, loving team.
0: Yes. Yes. Yes, and I love the fact that you brought up the whole language because I talk about that, uh, quite consistently. And I actually did even before the passion test, having been in social services, uh, for 25 years. That's right. you know? You know, you you have to be very much on your game and and very much aware of, you know, sociology, psychology, personal development, professional development, dynamics, teams, you know, team building Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, and accentuating other people's strengths and, and knowing who should have what role in order to make up the most dynamic, successful team for the benefit of all that are involved. Uh, particularly when you're providing a service to a clientele population. So, you know, it's it, it's very important languaging, and I've always emphasized that, you know, the dialogue that you're having within yourself, because let's face it, it doesn't matter how much you love other people or how even extroverted you are or how successful you are in whatever your chosen vocation or passion, you are with yourself 24-7. So if you're with yourself 24-7, but you're crapping all over yourself or you're being self-defeatist or you're being counterintuitive in the way that you see yourself, how do you think you're personifying that to the rest of the world? Because it's it's energetic energy that you're emitting out to the universe. So rather than talking and channeling what you don't want showing up in your life, focus and recalibrate, deconstruct, get out of your way. And as Janet would say, get comfortable with being uncomfortable and all those things and focus on what you do want want to see show up. Who are the kind of people you want to align yourself with? What are the kinds of outcomes that you want to see reflect as being tangible results? You know, that's where you place your energy. And it's like as as it says in the passion test, you know, what you put your attention on grows stronger. So knowing mm-hmm. that to be, you know, either negative or positive, To me, it's a no brainer where you put your time and your attention and your focus and your energy on. And then, and then there's no coincidence. When the great stuff shows up, it's not like, oh wow, like this is a coincidence. No, you're actually very exceptionally clear in what your wants are, what your non negotiables are, the type of energy you will only be immersed in, um, and, uh, and being committed to, you know, self actualizing and, and and into being your own hero, your own shero, your own leader in your own life so that you can be Positively, authentically engaged with the people that you say you want to serve or elevate within their own journey within self-empowerment and advocacy.
1: Yes. And that's beautiful. Wow. You just said a lot. And that was really well said. Thank you.
0: Well, thank you, Karen. I mean mm-hmm. so what you know, if if we looked at what Karen's passion test looks like today. <laughs> Do you want to walk us through what's number one on your list outside of, and maybe it is everything that you're doing currently. Like I know that we said in the bio when I plugged you before we turned it over to ends to come. you know, turning everything into wow teams, great teams into wow teams. So is that still number one or are there other things kind of simultaneously happening for you that you're endeavoring to do additional passions?
1: Oh yes. And my number one is actually focusing on mindfulness in all areas of my life. So that's my number one, which can be, that's personal and that's professional. Mm -hmm. Um, My my number two is being in integrity with myself and others. Mm -hmm. And um, my number three is uh, feeling radiantly healthy, strong, sparkly, and sexy.
0: Love it.
1: Yeah. And then my number four, which is really where this – The passion test process and the enlightened teams and leadership comes through as embodying mastery as an international trainer, speaker, coach, and leader.
0: And you're already doing
1: that. Yeah. uh, Yeah. And then my number five is having outrageous fun adventures locally and around the world.
0: And you're doing that, too.
1: (laughs) Exactly. So. I am doing it all. it's just that it's so important. you know you want to always be or I want to be putting attention on this every day. Mm-hmm. so that's the the beauty of that. And yes, you know the I am very passionate about team teams and creating a team that's different than what I have been in in the past.
0: Mm-hmm. Now
1: that's I think naturally i can I probably could ask everyone who's listening. And you, Lisa, that, you know, how many of us have been in a group or in a team where it really has not been that fun? All it's, of us. <laughs> yeah, or it's been, in a, you know, it's been, um, upsetting or it's been, um, like there's no purpose and you don't even remember why you even were a team. Like there's just nothing really grabbing you. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would like to change and shift. And so, you know, it takes a certain person who wants to be in an enlightened team, really. Yeah, it's not absolutely. for everybody.
0: Mm-hmm. And I, think,
1: and- yeah, go ahead.
0: Well, a couple of thoughts came to me simultaneously. This happens all the time. So, you know, talking about leadership, mindful leadership, when we look at the culture of what we exist in currently, and this isn't about to defame anyone, it's not about to point fingers or even turn it into a political uh debate. But if we look at, you know, the polarities that surround leadership and and, and even the millennials coming up getting a little bit confused about, you know, some of the people that you cited uh at the top of the hour as examples mm-hmm. of leaders, like, you know, Mother. Teresa and mm-hmm. uh, Martin Luther King and all these other great yes, all these greats, you know. You know, people unless they're doing their research or, or know the story, the backstory to some of these people who truly were staunch leaders and really doing great things for the collective, you know, we've kind of gone askew, I think, in, in the definition and the depiction of what leadership is. So, you know, what what is true authentic emotional intelligent leadership to you, Karen? Well, I think
1: uh, that's a really broad question. So I'm just going to highlight some yeah. qualities. Okay. Because I believe that if we can, I, I'm, I'm simple and mm-hmm. I like simple and powerful things and I can only mm-hmm. remember so many things in my, <laughs> in my head. Okay. So it comes down to about five qualities for a really um, unique, enlightened leader. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we can use any word, but to me, this is what makes an enlightened leader different, is that they're real.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, they're not trying to be someone that they're not. They're mm-hmm. just, they're themselves, with all their brilliance and with all their foibles. Okay, so that's one thing. Um uh, they're not compartmentalizing themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think I know from my own experience, I used to compartmentalize myself. And meaning that I would, you know, when I was in my professional role, that's all you would see. And mm-hmm. no one knew what I did personally, and no one, you know, I would, that would have completely scared me to share that. Wow. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, 20 mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. 15 to 20 years ago. Um, then the other quality that I think is very important for an enlightened leader is respect, being respectful. Mm hmm. Uh, the third is is being reflective. Yes. So that there's a, a an openness and a desire to be curious and learn. hmm There's a resiliency. You know, they're resilient because things are not always going to go great. Let's get real.
0: <laughs> right. Oh, we know. We know.
1: <laughs> right. So if you have some resilience. It means that you have tools that you're using to support yourself to really that self care aspect, Lisa, that you mentioned, that self love is super important. And what are the tools that they're using and they um as an enlightened leader to be resilient. They've got to take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is being responsive. You mm-hmm. know, as a leader, I had some experiences with some principles that when i was a teacher i would give them you know my concerns and share and i would think oh my gosh they're going to take immediate action Mm -hmm. and instead what would happen it was like a sponge i would tell them everything and it would get sucked up into them as a sponge and then it was like it disappeared and i was like Mm -hmm. wait a minute wait 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 so there was no response there was no re no action that was taken afterwards and so it felt very um diminishing
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that responsiveness is really key. Even if they can just say, I hear you. Yes. And, yes. you know, what do you want to do about this if they can't do anything? So that there's a conversation and they're actually engaging with people in a way that says, I'm here. I'm responding. I, I get what you're saying and not just brushing them off.
0: Right. Well, I love everything you said, and I think that that all uh, is embodied in, and we know this to be true, of what's uh, required and what's essential on an ongoing basis when we're talking about leadership, leadership within our own lives, leadership within the lives of others. It's accountability. Right. I mean, you got to show up if you're not showing up for yourself. You're not showing up for anyone. And if you think by showing up for other people, you're a better human being because you're putting yourself last. You've got it completely backwards, in my opinion. Uh, Mm -hmm. Right.
1: Yes. And I I think if you're looking at a a leader, I believe that anyone is a leader. Like I said at the beginning, I think Mm -hmm. everyone is leaderful. And Mm -hmm. so you do not have to have the role as a leader to have these qualities. I think in any enlightened team, every Mm -hmm. member is going to be working on these qualities of being real, respectful, uh, reflective, resilient and responsive had to remember them. <laughs> <laughs> <Well>, they <debatable. laughs> The all ours though. I can, I can do that because they're all ours. I right. somehow can do that. So, you, you know, the, the concept here then is that if we can live by these qualities,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, you become your own, um, awakened, uh, being. You know, there's an awakeness, there's a, a consciousness that starts to occur. And let's let's be real, Lisa, that um I know I'm not always awake all moments of every day. I oh. sometimes go unconscious and so do all of us. So, you know, yes. this is about not um saying, Oh, like on, onto ourselves. This is about saying, okay, it's a redo or it's like, oh, got it. Now I'm awake again. I, I'm, I'm conscious. Okay. Whoa. I went to sleep for a minute. <laughs> now I'm back. And, and, and that's the real part of us. That's the realness, right? Yes. Yeah. And then and being respectful, respectful to ourselves. Yes. As people. You know, we don't have to be hard on ourselves. I mean, right. we, we often are. So. Mm-hmm. The more we can learn those tools of self care, of love for ourselves, and just respect for ourselves, man, and that's, that's my path for sure.
0: Love it. Well, and I love that they're all ours and, you know, you're Dr. Karen (laughs) Lubin, cause Rx, there's the prescription people. There's the prescription.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's good. I like that. Yes, it is. It is one of the prescriptions. I agree. And it's, and it's not, doesn't sound too hard. And we're talking about embodying all five. Yes.
0: Well, and the thing is too, and I am one of the things, and I think I might have even mention it on your zoom call. I uh, uh, just about called you Janet. Sorry. <laughs> Not that you that's would take a circle. It. <laughs> <laughs>
1: love that. no, that's great.
0: I love that. She'll love it too. Yeah. Um, but it, it's um, okay. Where was I going with that thought? But it's, Oh so yeah it's something that's often that again that we talk about and I think I did highlight this and mention it you know when we're talking about exercising compassion and we're talking about implementing all the five R's that you indicated mm-hmm. you know we are apt as good human beings to innately want to do that to extend that to offer that to provide that for somebody who's sitting opposite us somebody whether we know them don't know them who's perceivably in crisis or somebody who's having a difficult day or somebody who's stuck right. within themselves or blocked and what do we as good fellow human beings do we encourage them we remind them of all the good traits that they have all the Good characteristics. We talk about the successes. We talk about the wins. We talk about how this person mm-hmm. does make an instrumental difference uh, to the lives of everyone that they they touch and interface with. And yet, we're so apt to know what what the right thing is to say. And it's not to say that what we're saying is disingenuous to other people, but we treat ourselves as secondary citizens. We're the first to to uh, again, you know, we bully ourselves. We we talk about wearing the pink shirt and everybody rah 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 anti-bullying. People, the, the biggest bullies are the people who bully themselves.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. yes. Absolutely.
0: So no, that's, that's very nothing true. changes. Nothing changes unless we we do go deeper and we are conscious and we are committed to the path because. If everybody puts that same level of effort and investment into themselves and sees themselves as worthy and deserving, which we all are, it's our our fundamental birthright as far as I'm concerned, to have Mm -hmm. that perception of ourselves, then, wow, wouldn't we all be a transformed planet? You know, we wouldn't – because if we don't accept that within – if we wouldn't accept anything but greatness within ourselves from ourselves to rise as human beings every day and we all were committed to that – you know, we would be functioning at such a higher vibrational level, truly.
1: Yeah, I, l- I really like that, Lisa, because I think, uh, probably everyone on the planet can relate to, uh, being bullied and that the, you know, it's an external thing that then occurs and it's also, you know, also maybe external and then it get, becomes internalized and then it becomes externalized. And so there's, this um, interesting thing that occurs where everyone could relate to wanting to probably uh, release that from because there's such shame, there's such isolation. Uh, there's such fear when right. one is in that place of being a bully or and also being bullied.
0: Right. Right. Well, it it kind of sounds like that would be a great segue to get into the work of Byron Katie. You know, when we're talking Mm -hmm. about mirroring. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, true. Byron Katie just sprung to mind as you were saying that but of course we've got about eight minutes left until the bottom of the hour where we have to part ways but that's not to say I'm not going to bring you back on this show because for somebody who's continually putting great stuff out there in the world and being a true leader and uh, and really knowing what your five passions are and walking your talk every single day, there's going to be so much more to continually talk about and share with the listening audience which I know I'm going to have you back here Karen um, Great, I would love yeah. to
1: because I haven't even talked to you about enlightened teams.
0: goodness. okay well we're definitely going to have to do that for sure that's that's non-negotiable that's we're going to make that happen but in terms of where people can connect with you people who are really just sponging up everything that you're sharing with all of us all your yummy nuggets where can people connect with you and get more out of their lives by incorporating this what you have to offer anything to do with the passion test how can people seek you out karen
1: Sure, they can go to my website at uh, www.quantumleapcoaching.org, mm-hmm. and they can also email me. And you can email me at q, l e a p coach, at mm-hmm. gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also go to thepassiontest.com website and learn more about uh, Janet and the Passion Test certification programs that we do. And you can connect with me and I can talk more about the Enlightened Team uh, concepts. I'm writing a book about it. I'm happy Yay. to share, um, you know, handouts, um, you know, just so people can get more nuggets. I'm going to start next year. Um, I'm going to be uh, creating some train the trainer programs so that I can actually work with people. I do a lot of speaking around this and go into organizations, so I'm totally happy to talk about this. And and you know, it's very kinesthetic, very hands on. So I I just love, you know, if I can see people feel more connected, uh, more engaged, more committed to having fun uh, being on their own personal journey and having a real clear purpose and mission for themselves and for their group that they're with. And that also is for not only business, but also for families. Yeah, Think about that. You know, mm-hmm. if, I mean, how many of us have families that some of us don't even want to go to visit and be with. I think we could shift that a lot with an enlightened team um, concept if we just use these five elements. So to me, you know, there's a, uh, there's some, I'm happy to connect you. People can call me, you know, I can give my cell number out or you can mm-hmm. just email me and I can talk to you. You can Skype me at Karen Lubin, K-A-R-I-N, L-U-B-I-N. So, you know, happy to connect in any way. Uh, I do want to be of service in any way that I can help you, Lisa, and any of your listeners. I would be just deeply honored.
0: Perfect. Beautiful. Well, and going back to what you said there, too, because I think the piece that might connect with people in terms of, uh, you know, time management efficiency, uh, looking at what's on the calendar. Yeah, we're coming up upon the holidays, Christmas, Hanukkah, uh, people, <laughs> people, people struggle. So, you know, let's mm-hmm. let's even now if you want to just focus on some of the family stuff that's perhaps, you know, causing you some anxiety or it's going to determine whether you're with people this year for the holidays or not. Connect with Karen. I mean, Karen, I mean, you're a yes. wealth of information. You are seriously, uh, you know, Wikipedia Karen, really.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, right back at you. Yeah, thank you. That's very sweet. And I am absolutely willing, and uh, I love to talk with people, and I would love to support them. Because, you know, my belief, Lisa, very much like yours, is that everyone has a brilliance. Yeah. My, uh, my deepest desire is to be able to shine the light on each person that I'm with so that they see their brilliance.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful.
1: Because I, I want people to take um, action in, in regards to why they're here on mm-hmm. this planet now. Mm-hmm. And we all have very special gifts to give.
0: Yes, we do. Yes we do. There's no coincidence to us being born. I mean it's a miracle even just to be here. So isn't and not it? knowing yes. it is and not knowing what's on the other side, you know, if this is it, cause, you know, it's not about religion or spirituality or any of that. It, it you know, it is and it isn't, but at the end of the day if this is all we know in the here and now and this is perhaps our one shot at it, why not make mm-hmm. the most of it and love your life?
1: Yeah. Exactly. Right? Yes. <laughs> Love your life is right. And let's do it by being, you know, real and uh, connected to ourselves and reflective and resilient, you know, get the tools like listening to this radio show. I think this is fabulous. I'm Absolutely. so excited that there's a talk radio show that actually is all about really becoming more aware and conscious. What a great idea.
0: Well, we need your spin on it, so we're going to talk about you eventually getting set up with your own podcast and radio show because you've got way too many people to yet connect with, and that's my personal opinion.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. I love that. Yes.
0: So, Karen, unfortunately, we're going to have to wrap up here, but I just want to say thank you so very much for everything that you have been in my life, everything that you've infused into my life. And as a result of you stepping into your own greatness, you've uh, birthed greater leaders in all of us uh, for the role that you played. And, uh, you know, so I, I I love what you're doing. I love your spirit. I love every aspect of how you choose to live your life because I do believe it's a choice. Um, And so I just want to say keep doing what you're doing. Keep shining. I think, you know, there's not enough Karens in the world, but we can all get there. It's a (laughs) choice. We can all be there. Connect with Karen. Oh, that's uh, sweet. Thank you. Well, it's true. And the podcast is going to be up shortly. For those who wouldn't, weren't able to tune into the live broadcast, you know, they can play back the encore once the podcast is uploaded. Uh, but I do want to say to my listening audience, my loyal listeners, and my approaching 380,000 Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald podcast subscribers, you know, I really can't thank you enough. The fact that the stats are what they are, it's not about the numbers. It's the fact that that's proof in the pudding that my guests who come on and share and impart their wonderful gifts, their messages, their nuggets, their life lessons and examples, it's all resonating with you. And that's what it's all about. And people are choosing to live fearlessly every single day as a result. So I want to say thank you for that. Keep up the journey, keep up the self-work, the mirroring work, the self-love, the self-care, all the great things that, you know, help you trail the blaze and blaze the trail in your own life. Therefore being a better leader, a more effective, authentic, uh, you know, enlightened leader in your own life and the lives of others. So we're going to do this again next week with another phenomenal guest. I want to want to once again, thank my sponsor Halton Honda for believing in living fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. And I want to thank the C-Suite family for believing in me and partnering with me again, podcasts can be found up on my host page with the C-Suite radio network. And of course, contact talk radio network. I'm grateful to all of you and especially to you today here, Karen, Karen, Dr. Karen Lubin giving out the RX.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Love that.
0: Okay. So grateful
1: to you. Thank you, Lisa, for shining your bright light. It's really uh-huh. fun to be with you. Uh-huh
0: lots of fun you make what I do seamlessly effortlessly a lot of fun so thank you Karen I derive a lot of inner strength and a lot of wisdom from you so thank you so much for being who you are and for knowing exactly what you're meant to do because you've impacted my life and thousands and thousands of lives and will continue to do so and no doubt as a result of the people responding to you after listening to the show and the podcast so keep doing what you're doing Karen you're on the right track but you already know that you don't need me to tell you (laughs) (laughs)
1: And thank you for saying that anyway. That's very nice. I appreciate it. And so um, virtual hugs to you, Lisa. Thank you. Virtual hugs to you, Carrie. Yes, thank you. Uh,
0: And and lots of love to all the Passion Test family. I love you all. So again, to the listening audience, thanks very much. Wishing you all a fantastic day. Be safe. Continue to live fearlessly. I'm here to uplift you to fear less and to live more. We'll do it again next week. Take care. All my love and gratitude. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Living Fearlessly with your host, Lisa McDonald. Visit her at lisamcdonaldauthor.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.